Thank you, Yoni. So this interview is going to air on Wednesday, which is Yom Azikaron in Israel, Remembrance Day. And it's a very somber yet very meaningful holiday here in Israel. Um, it's not just about sadness and about the loss of life of soldiers and terror victims, but it's also about telling their stories. And so I thought it was really appropriate for me to sit down with Chantal Belsberg, who is one of the founders of The One Family. And she's going to tell us a little bit about what One Family does um, and what's going to be happening on Yom Azikaron and how you can experience the Yom Azikaron ceremony even if you're living outside of Israel. So Chantal, tell me a little bit about the background of One Family. Hi, Joanna. Um, One Family was started 17, almost 18 years ago with my daughter, Michal, who at the time in August 2001, she was 12 years old, there was a terrorist attack in Subaru in the center of Jerusalem. It was her birthday. She wanted to celebrate differently, and she thought it wasn't a good idea to um, have a big party, as we know now that there's a terrorist attack in the center of town. So she asked that we cancel her bat mitzvah and that we um, give the money to help the people. Um, it really started as a bat mitzvah project, which um, I guess took on a different dimension once there were more and more terrorist attacks and we felt that all these people needed to be helped. It's beautiful and you help so many people and you touch so many people's lives. What are some of the services that, or how do you get involved in the families, helping the families who have lost a member to a terrorist attack? So what we do is uh, we try to reach out to everyone. We don't wait for people to reach us, but we reach them. So we'll go to the funeral, we'll go to the shiva homes, we'll go to every house after the shiva, and we'll tell them that we're starting a relationship and that from now on um, we are their family. So we have caseworkers to go to families all over the country. They go to every hospital and they visit everybody. Um, all people who were injured as a um, result of terror and war and um, all bereaved families. And then we start different types of programs for um, bereaved families, for the parents, for the widows, for the children, for the young adults, for the children who, where two parents were killed. We try to create lots of circles of belonging and lots of different um, support groups for everybody so that nobody ever feels alone. So besides the one-on-one um, -on -one care that they'll get from the caseworker, they'll also become part of a larger group of people like themselves who understand them and who feel and think like them and where they really can be themselves. So I think one of the really special things that you do um, is you bring the community into the whole experience. And you have a tekes that happens, a tekes is a ceremony that happens on Yom Azikaron in Katamon. And you invite community members, anyone who's tourists who are visiting, whoever wants to come to your one family um, headquarters. And tell us a little bit about what this program has been like in the past and who you have speaking this year. The program really started um, for the children, by the children, the orphans, the bereaved siblings themselves who really wanted to have something and who felt that the ceremonies that are taking place um, around the country weren't exactly what they were looking for. They wanted, just like I was saying, they wanted to be with people like themselves. So it really started as a ceremony for the children where every year different different children spoke. They came together with their counselors and with, with the people you know, from one family who they were familiar with and who they spent time with throughout the year in different camps and different Shabbatot and at different meetings. 
and slowly, slowly, we started opening it up to, you know, to the neighbors, to the community, to a little bit more people. We kind of had to ask for their permission because we weren't, they weren't so comfortable with uh, strangers coming. So I think that, you know, every year it grows, and I think they already understand that more people want to hear what they have to say and what they're sharing, and they're more comfortable with the idea that people are coming. So this year you have some parents and some siblings and some children who are going to be speaking, right? Do you want to just tell us a little bit about who's going to be speaking? So Avishai Lipschitz, he's 20 years old, he's a soldier. His brother was killed at the Merkazarav. He's going to be doing the Karyanut, he's going to be the MC. Um, Michala Sulin, she's a bereaved mother. Um, her daughter was killed six years ago in Jerusalem. Um, she's going to be speaking. Rav Tohar Lev is going to be speaking together with his son, Matanya. Um, Noah Meir is going to be speaking. She's Dr. Meir's daughter. Yael Mu'alim is going to be speaking. Her father was murdered um, 17 years ago. And the the... Ceremony is actually covered live with live stream, so people who are outside of Israel can be following the ceremony. Um, the speeches all take place in Hebrew, so you should be aware of that, but one family will be working hard to translate the speeches for the video. Um, for many people, it's going to be Tuesday. It'll, it'll be Tuesday morning in New York. One in the afternoon in New York and earlier in LA. Um, so if you want to check out, if you want to see this video, you can see it even after the fact at the One Family website, which is onefamilytogether.org. Um, there'll be links to it also on their Facebook page. Um, there's something very raw, very real about what you, what you see when you come to one of these ceremonies. It's, it's not, a show. It's not a presentation. It's seeing and, and hearing these people who have suffered so much and hearing their stories and having them share bits of life about the people who passed away, who were killed. Um, now, just to change the topic a little bit, for people who are listening to this interview and who are in New York or in LA or in London, and they're planning a trip to Israel, are is there a way for them to get involved in one family, even if they're only here for a short visit? Is there also maybe tell us a little bit about your bar and bat mitzvah program, which is another way to get involved. Okay, can I just get back to this tekes for one second? There's going to be two ways for people abroad to watch it, and we really, really did everything we could this year to make it interesting. Um, there's going to be a live streaming where you can watch the entire one hour and 15 minutes live with English simultaneous translation. So it should be really, really understandable for everybody. We're also doing an edited version, um, which will be ready on Wednesday morning, our time, which is probably the middle of the night, um, um, U.S. time. Um, also with translation, so for people who can't see this, because it's very, very difficult to listen to um, these speeches for an hour. Um, we have a young lady by the name of Tria Zaga, who is, um, her mother was killed many years ago, and she's 18 years old, and she's going to be singing. And um, it's something that I really, really encourage everybody to see. We're also going to have the edited version, which can be shared with children in school, which can be shared with community centers, which can be shared with younger people to just give them a taste of what Memorial Day is in Israel. Memorial Day in Israel is very different than Memorial Day in America. And it's it's kind of interesting to, to make that point. I think that children in America are not enough aware of what it means and what Memorial Day means for Israel's Yom Ma'ud and why we celebrate Yom Ma'ud 
put together with Memorial Day and why Matsmaut is really our independence, you know, um, relies on, on all these people who lost their lives. So I think it's really important. I really, really want to encourage all the people who have, you know, youth movements, teachers. I mean, slowly more and more and more people are asking us to um, to be part of this ceremony and to share this ceremony with their followers, with their constituency, with their members. I really, really would like to encourage everybody to do that. Um, on a separate point, um, people who come to Israel, uh, uh, we do bar and bar mitzvah twinnings. People can adopt a family and you know become become their adoptive friends from far away. People can bring gifts. We encourage people to come and visit. There is nothing for a family that's better than somebody who says, "I came from America because I heard about you. I know you were injured many years ago. I know you're not having such an easy time, and we're here. We brought you some." We brought you some little, even tchotchkes, but like, you know, some cute things that don't cost very much. And we're thinking of you. For a family, to have somebody to come from very far away to say, we are with you, we're thinking of you, you're on our mind, it means the world to them. Because the most important thing for them is to know that they're that they're not forgotten. Many, many people are forgotten. And I think that by coming here, there's a lot of... Um, there's definitely a great way for to say to people you're not forgotten and we're with you. I think that you've really summarized it so well, and that's what one family really does, is they make sure that not only are the people who, who were killed not forgotten, but their family members who continue suffering and continue to deal with it and the injured are not forgotten. So um, if I can say to you, thank you very much for all your hard work and everything that you do, and I'm sure all the listeners out there agree also, um, it's been really meaningful for me to interview you now a couple days before um, Yom Azikaron. And I hope that by listening to this interview and hopefully by watching the edited version or the live stream, Yom Azikaron will really mean something to all those people out there who are listening, even if you're not in Israel and don't have a direct connection to someone who was killed. Um, we're all one family. And so it really, everybody's story will touch you personally. So this has definitely been a, uh, a more serious interview than I usually do, but one that I think has been very, very important. So thank you, Chantal. And if anyone wants to reach one family, you can send an email to one family at funinjerusalem.com. You can set up a time, a twinning program. You can set up a time to meet with a family. You can set up a time to come and see their headquarters. And I, I highly recommend that you plan that as part of your trip to Israel. So I, I hope we can share lots of happy times together in the future, Chantal. But thank you very much for giving us um, your time. And now back to you, Yoni. <laughs> 